It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 301. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. So, uh, we're exhausted from fighting a pharmacy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's been a day. It has been a day. We found a pharmacist who uh, we think (laughs) recently converted to Scientology because that dude don't want to fill prescriptions. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a thing. I've never seen a guy fight doing the core element of his job like he has it's, <sighs> it was insane it is yeah so but uh but we got it resolved we did so it was moments ago not easy but we not. pulled it off all it took was an email to the ceo of well of cvs <laughs> i'll say it so so the timeline people seem to be digging yeah and this week when you hear this the next branch of the timeline will be released so we'll now be on 2014 2014 Mm -hmm. and we also will have a patreon episode this week where you and me and diana nichols but mostly you and diana nichols (laughs) who are we kidding that's true are do a deep dive into the year 2014 and kind of take you through the timeline and talk about just everything that happened in the world of Peloton in the year 2014. It's uh, it's so fun to yeah. go back and, and dig through the thing. And there are things in there, I swear, that are going to surprise you. There are things in this timeline that you have no idea that occurred, uh, except maybe OGs. But even OGs, you've probably forgotten some right. of this stuff because it's been a while. But I am thoroughly enjoying going through this like little walk down memory lane. And, and if you are a Patreon subscriber, that's how you get that bonus episode that we will be releasing with Diana that goes into the deep dive. If not, then you can still join us. You can still come on over patreon.com slash the clip out and and join us anytime. Now, people who have been a patron and they are they have been a Patreon before a member of Patreon before episode 300, they are still getting a special gift and yeah so it's gonna be a minute but it, it we are working on that and you will be getting the coming weeks so yes sit tight super excited so who is our guest this week our guest was jonathan yarwood he's known for helping people all over the world like very famous golfers get even better at golfing yes uh, and, and like top tier it's very when he lists it off. It's very impressive. We can't say it because we don't know enough about sports for it to stick in our head. Yeah. But when he was rattling off golf things, we're like, wow. that's a golf thing I've heard of. And I don't know anything about golf. So it must be very important. Plus, he is a first generation immigrant and he talked about in our interview he talked about what that was like and like how much his lifestyle has changed and it's just fascinating to hear all because Um, of the golf yeah and i love i love hearing how much he loves peloton dude loves peloton he does (laughs) absolutely that made me so happy yes so yes please join us so what else pray tell do you have in store for people uh, well, we are going to talk about some updates that Peloton has made to the interface, and we've got some news about Precore. We've got uh, we're we have an update on the big 
SBB banking, whatever that's called, Silicon Valley Bank, all that stuff, how it's affecting Peloton. And then there's just tons of Peloton updates that we need to hit, not to mention where all the instructors are. We have a visit from Dr. Jen. And actually, she talks about me um, (laughs) because uh, I asked her to help me with all the... Contending with the aftermath. Yeah, it's it's the stuff I'm dealing with at the moment. I wasn't expecting to the degree that it is. So we also have a visit from uh, Angelo, and he talks about... Iron levels. Iron levels. Thank you. Stuff like that right there. (laughs) And uh, literally staring at it. You know it's um, bad when I'm the one reminding you of something. mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. normally the other way around. Yeah. And we also have some in case you missed it that you're going to want to make sure you tune into. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful. If you like what you hear, maybe share it on your timeline, Facebook feed, Instagram, whatever. Uh, Crystal posts all that stuff every week. You just click share. Your people can see it too, right? Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. What else? Oh, Patreon, where the aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out, where you can get these episodes ad free. You'll get bonus content and uh when they're ready early you get them early so sometimes like almost a full day early so that that might be something you like if you can you can listen early and you can but please no betting <laughs> i don't want to don't want to take advantage and of don't that. post don't post spoilers in yes. the group and finally we have a youtube youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch all of these episodes in hd so uh let's uh Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. We have had some updates recently to the Peloton user interface thingamajig. <laughs> we have. We have. Uh, Power Zone classes are now automatically displaying the power meter. So before you had to go in and choose your settings, change your settings to, to display it. And now you do not have to do that. Some people have reported that if they already had their power zone showing, they are no longer showing. So that seems to be like intermittent and only yeah. happen for a day. So if that did occur to you, turn everything off, turn it back on. It's probably back by now. Just beat on the side of it like an old TV. Yeah, do that too. That'll fix it. (laughs) Don't do that. That's not covered (laughs) under warranty. Okay, so the home screen had some changes to it. So there are some things that have changed so that like before you might have had to click two or three times and now you only have to click once. Uh, Little, little minor things, but they're really nice because you don't have to think as much about what it is that you want to do, what class you want to go into. Yes, less of that. Less of that. (laughs) Super Super helpful there, Tom. Uh, there's also Peloton 101 will now be presented at all new device logins. So previously, it was only whenever the, the equipment was brand new. Now it's whenever any... Wait, I might have that backwards. <laughs> I can't remember. I got this yesterday and it made total sense and now it's gone. And then the session versus on-demand option is gone. You still can have the sessions, but you don't have to like choose between the two anymore. It's just it's makes it easier. It's just less clicking. Okay. Should I click again? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I have to move the mic. Take it off. <laughs> uh, and then the rowing 
had a form assist before and it has been updated. Now you get real time cues. I tried this the other day, probably shouldn't have with my shoulder, but I did. <laughs> and uh, and I got through a 30 minute uh, boot camp. I really, really like these real-time cues because I have an issue where as I'm pushing off with my feet, I tend to lean back too quickly. And it shows me that I'm using my arms and my upper body too soon. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me to fix it. And even though I was not in my best like (laughs) headspace the other day, my best fitness goals, I still had like a 94 when I got done. And I feel like it's been so long. I was surprised that I got that high of a form correction or a form score after having been off the uh, rower for so long. So yeah, that's 94. I'm assuming out of 100. It is out of 100. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really great. And that one area was still the only one that was like, pulling it down everything else I was doing really well and I think a lot of that has to do with those real-time cues Uh, I know I've heard from some people that they're still feeling like it's not as intuitive as it should be Mm -hmm. and I think that that just takes some time to to feel good about what you're seeing because it's it's still over in the left-hand corner right you you still have to kind of see it out of the corner of your eye right but I really liked having the ability to see what I was doing wrong verbalized for me like on the picture here it shows too much layback that's not an issue that I personally have right but if it but Matthew McConaughey <laughs> he's too laid back he is too laid back, he's too laid back. <laughs> um, but whenever you see it on the screen there's something about it telling you that instead of just seeing it lit up yeah. that is very helpful and concrete like okay this is the action I need to to take to correct this I really like it yeah. so we saw this week that pre-core has shut down a manufacturing plant in North Carolina. Yeah, this is super sad. Greensboro, North Carolina, they light off 123 employees. Uh, You might remember a while back that Precor became, I mean, Peloton purchased them and then they kind of just tried to make it a subsidiary. And now it's like its own wholly parallel company. Yeah. Uh, And they had tried to sell it. It didn't work out. So so now they're going to try to put money in it and help them out. But I think that that kind of came too late for this particular manufacturing facility. It's concerning because they had just opened this facility in 2008, I believe. Um, So it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And. I'm hoping that it's not the writing on the wall for Precor. Like I hope, I hope that they're going to be able to, you know, make a turnaround and be able to keep growing the way they had been prior to all I, of this. I feel like this is just part of a larger strategy. I mean, they, you know, with with Barry talking about how they're not going to sell it, they're like, we're not going to have a fire sale, and then them appointing a permanent CEO instead of an interim CEO. It just doesn't feel like this would be a harbinger of bad things that it's more just like we need to do some paring down so we can grow the same thing that they've been doing to Peloton. I hope so. And so it kind of seems like where this would land. It's also interesting because last week we had the story about the import ban and we were kind of musing like, well, should they have kept the Ohio plant so they could make them in the States and then they don't have to worry about imports. Right. Yeah. But I guess not, because here they are. They could have converted this if they wanted to, because like obviously Ohio wasn't close, right? It was just real estate. But here's a plant that exists. They could just retrofit it and probably crank out bikes if they felt like that was the solution. And the fact that they sold it a week later tells you that it's not the solution that, you know. Oh, they did close it. I, I mean, I know they, they closed it. I didn't know they sold it a week later. I, well, I meant the closing of this plant. Okay. I, I misspoke. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But that if they're going to close this plant, 
like they could have just retrofitted it if that was going to get them around the import ban, which means that they must have another plan in place. Yeah. Well, their stock, all their, we'll get there later. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I have that story officially in here. So if you want to just hit it. Yeah. Yeah. um, So last week when we talked about it, it was pretty new. So we didn't have a ton of information about it. It was breaking news. It was breaking news. And uh, later, as more came out, it became clear that Peloton was, in fact, going to be leaning on their stock that they already had because they have quite a bit already sitting around. And that's one of the big reasons they're not worried about it. And they do plan to cut a check, which is pretty much exactly what we said was going to happen. Yeah, that's what we said would probably be the solution is that like, okay, we got to pay a licensing fee. Yeah. It's just part of doing business. Yep. You might have seen this week the big story. This isn't Peloton related or until it is, <laughs> but the Silicon Valley Bank going tits up. Yeah. Uh, that's banking terms. Right. I don't know if everybody gets that one. <laughs> I'm going to get all jargony on you. But, uh, but, but they also represent, I think, like 60% of startup tech companies yeah. in the world have their bank or in America have their they bank at, at SVB. Yes. And so one of them is Peloton in some capacity. And so, you know, my first question was, uh oh, <laughs> which isn't a question, but. Well, it had a question mark at yeah. the end. It was like, uh oh. Yeah. And. But we did come across a story that says they do not expect to be impacted by this at all. Yeah. And I I think this was one of our like stock places that issue stories. And so they're sometimes good and sometimes not good. Yeah. (laughs) But um, but I will say this. uh, The government also issued a statement saying that they were going to be backing anybody that was like had a deposit in those banks. So so either way, Peloton would be. Unaffected. Yeah. yeah. And this was from Seeking Alpha. That's is where the, the story one. came from. Thank you. Peloton this week teased, I guess this is the ride to greatness. Is that was called? This is that thing that they have been doing the last couple of years where they have team activate. Right. Versus team validate. Um, and I don't remember if they call it the ride to greatness or not, but yeah. And so Alex Toussaint was the winning team captain last year. And I guess he's bringing back his, like, I, I don't really understand why he's the spokesperson of it because i think this has always been his baby has it has but now he's not one of the team captains so like i don't misunderstand i'm not like why is he part of this i'm just i'm just confused it appears he's passing the baton yeah but then somehow he's overseeing it it's still under his umbrella but they're incorporating other instructors because uh jen sherman and jess sims will be the two instructors this year. Yeah, but then the other interesting thing is that they added in a new component this year and that is it, you can you can compete on the tread or the bike. The last two years it's been bike only. So what I'm not clear on is are Jen Sherman and Jess Sims the team captains for the bike only? And right. maybe Alex Toussaint will be a team captain for the tread. Am I reading way too much into this and they're just team captains for both? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how sure. it all fits together. <laughs> yeah, because does that mean you're going to see a Jen Sherman tread class? I, I don't think so. But if, if you do, everyone get the hell out of my way because I <laughs> don't care how injured I am. I'm taking that class. So, so just be prepared. So we have great news for people concerned about the longevity of Peloton. We have confirmed it will still exist in the 24th century. Oh, thank God. Yes. Now, would you like to explain what that means? No, I think we're just going to leave it there. All right. Moving right along. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> on uh, one of the recent episodes of Picard, which is the Star Trek 
spinoff following Picard. <laughs> I feel like that's self-explanatory, but if you're not a Star Trek person, maybe it makes no sense to you. He's the bald guy. He's, he's Picard. The, he's the bald guy, bald captain who's not William Shatner. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. So in one of the episodes, you can see a Peloton in the background. And it's not like a coffee cup in Game of Thrones that someone forgot to remove. It's supposed to be there. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the the whole image of the room. So it is it is clearly on purpose. And and now we know that Peloton will be here for at least another what, 200 years? 100 years? I can't do it. This is the 21st. In 20, so, yeah. Like, but if we were in Germany, I'd make your bunk. I sure. Know, It'll like be that. around for a while. Yes. So, that's good. Peloton is celebrating International Women's Day by supporting 261 Fearless. Yeah. And this was last week, but I just wanted to uh, call attention to the fact because Peloton, each year they have been talking about their promise to their commitment to helping all kinds of different organizations. Mm-hmm. And this is their continuance of that. They're they're continuing to support 261 Fearless. And I just thought that was cool that they called that out on International Women's Day. Yeah. So, And speaking of International Women's Day, they also celebrated it at Peloton Studios London. They sure did. Yeah. And they had an event where a bunch of members came in and they got to all the members got to meet all the instructors Ah, like Susie Chan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like so in awe of her. Um, But a lot of the instructors, the female instructors from the uh, London studio were there. It's pretty cool. Luxury London has an article about gamified fitness, the immersive workouts bringing exercise in the to the 21st century and of course peloton is one of them it's in the url of the article (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so supernatural and uh it'll be interesting to see if peloton ever like takes any of this into that vr world there's so much going on with that i think i could totally see that happening i don't like so we have one of those Mm -hmm. and we i've played it a couple times i just feel like it would have a hard time staying on your head while you were riding the bike yeah, I don't. It the technology when you were when you were running, the technology would need to to change. And I don't even know. I mean, I've seen the VR. There, there is actually a VR thing that exists on a treadmill, and they like have this giant belt around you to keep you in place. Mm-hmm. But I think I would feel like I was going to die, like I was going to trip over my own feet. Yeah, because um, I can't even walk around the living room without feeling like that. <laughs> so that would be terrifying. But I could see the bike, and I definitely could see Peloton getting in this world in some way, even if it's not on the bike or the tread, like doing something different. You know? Yeah. I don't know. They may just be like, "Hey, we've got lane break, and let's double down on that and do other." things i don't know well they've been hiring people for gaming positions mm-hmm. so i definitely think the goal is to add more games or game style interfaces Agreed. to the peloton platform now whether or not it will be vr remains to be seen it will i mean yes it will remain to be seen <laughs> not it will definitely occur <laughs> and coming up after this we're going to talk to dr jen or more specifically dr jen is going to talk to crystal about uh how to contend with her recovery from a psychological standpoint man there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi. Let me just turn this off so I don't get alerts while we're all doing our thing together. Um, or you may know me as Crystal's running partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, is the first, go ahead. Is, is the first question. So I was running and got hit by a car. (laughs) It actually is. I totally, I want your advice, Dr. Jen. I feel like I'm not the only person dealing with this. And I know we've talked a little bit about it. Uh, You're, you're kind of my ad hoc therapist from time to time, whenever. uh, to do it. And you are mine at time to time. (laughs) Um, All good. But you know, it's just, it's just a really weird situation because like on the outside, I'm healed. Like I, I mean, you really can't tell unless you you look real closely and see this stupid hematoma that's still here. Everything else, I'm healed. But but like I'm not done. And it's so interesting to me that like the longer this goes on, the more I'm dealing with things like forgetfulness or not being able to sleep. Last night was another night where I didn't sleep at all. It was like three hours. Okay. I cannot get by on three hours of sleep. Tom cannot survive on th- yes. my getting three hours of sleep. I'm sleeping fine, but I, I would do better <laughs> if I was getting the no sleep and she was sleeping. That would be an easier world to live in. <laughs> I'm a mess when I don't sleep. Um, so I don't really know what my question is other than I know that I need to be patient, but I don't know how to be patient. Hi. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have a lot of advice for you. And... and I think that look, you're dealing with, you, first of all, you've had a traumatic brain injury when you got hit by a car, you landed on your head and the repercussions of that last a long time. And I think that there are, look, there are kind of two, two lanes of issues. One that you haven't even mentioned, which is the emotional repercussions of almost dying. Like 
you know, you have a tendency to downplay things because you are so tough and you are someone who operates unbelievable. Like your sheer will is unlike anything I've ever seen before as your running partner. Like I bow down to you. And so you're used to accomplishing a lot on sheer will alone. And so we've got this one compartment of PTSD that you almost died, that it's hard to wrap your head around it, that, look, I mean, when I got the call from Tom, I was like, oh my God, like, is she going to be paralyzed? Is she, like, is she going to be okay? Like, we we were really lucky. And so there's that, which I'm going to come back to in a minute. And then there's the, the actual physical repercussions of a traumatic brain injury. And, uh, you know, that you are not sleeping, that your memory is having issues, even your vision is having issues that, well, the scar may have healed or you can cover it with your hair. The trauma, the physical trauma is not done. Like you still you've got a a broken collarbone that's still healing. You can't put weight on. You can't do the workouts you're used to doing. And yes, absolutely. You have to have patience with yourself. And also you you tend to kind of, you're honest about your emotions, which is great. And then you're like, oh, no, no, I don't want to complain. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's clean that up and make nice and put on a happy smile. And I think that there are a lot of people in your audience who can relate to that. I think especially women who run a household, who have to put on a happy face for kids when they're going through something difficult, physical or emotional. And so I think we've got, you know, one is this the physical recovery is going to take longer than you want it to. And that you need to really tune into your body. And instead of doing what you've done in the past, of I'm going to push no matter what my body's feeling, which has been a, a great strength of yours. In this instance, you will hurt yourself and overdo it. If you do that, you have to learn to really listen to your body and tune into your body and do your best to honor when your body says like, okay, this workout's too much for me. Okay. Lower the weight or you need to rest or you need to skip a day. And that's going to be really challenging for you given your type A personality. Then we've got the other side and look, you're not sleeping most likely because of the the brain injury and how that kind of rewires your sleep wake cycle inappropriately. But also I can't help but wonder if there's also a PTSD aspect to it that maybe some of why you're not sleeping and staying asleep may be PTSD related. I mean, this was a very, very serious accident. You almost died. You could have been paralyzed. Like it, it was very, very traumatic. And even though you don't remember some of it, again, traumatic brain injury, that and also that your psyche blocks it out because it would be too traumatic for you to remember and too upsetting. So you have to really be patient on both ends, the emotional and the physical. And you know, for your your followers and listeners who aren't aware, you and I have been training for the Big Sur 21 mile race on April 30th. And so you know, one of the first things I was told that you said is tell Dr. Jen that you don't want to be able to make the race. So I think that you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be ready by April 30th. And look, as your running partner, I'm going to tell you, I support whatever you need to do. Like, if you can't do the race, that's okay. There is like, I'm okay. I love you no matter what. It doesn't matter. Like, what matters is your health. 
And also, you know, I've been pushing to walk this race <laughs> instead of run it. So I'm good if we walk the whole thing. It, I, I'm, I'm needless to say, I'm awesome with that. Or if you want to walk, run it the way we planned, it's all good. But I think that you need to take the pressure off of you. And if you can't even if you can't walk it, then you know what? Have a lovely vacation with me in Big Sur. <laughs> Enjoy the view. Go for a walk on the beach. Like, let that be a gift to yourself that is well deserved. I will say that the first thing she said was every doctor or medical professional that walked in that room. Can I still do Big Sur? And then the yeah. next thing she said was, I guess Dr. Jen's going to get her way and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk Big Sur. <laughs> and then she said, buy me a new iPhone. <laughs> yes, her iPhone was crushed and, yeah. and moved quickly. Tom, I have to say, I was very impressed. If I'm, if I'm ever hit by a car, you're going to be my first call. <laughs> Very upset and confused when he's like, why is Tom calling me to yeah. tell me to buy a car? <laughs> you sprung into action. I, you were amazing. Everybody should have a husband like you. That's that is yeah. for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Or a wife like Crystal. Oh, for sure. You. Yeah. But yeah, that was the well, and honestly, there was nothing I could do in that moment. And so I was like, like, it was like, but I can order a phone. Like, I, I will call Spectrum and order a phone so i i just think that i hear all the things you're saying it's just hard to process like it's hard to know what to do like i hear the words like like so you know so don't do that workout today like be easy on yourself but then like when i'm just sitting there i feel so lazy and awful like i feel awful <laughs> i can't stand that feeling and so i don't have something productive to do with my time in the same way does that make yeah. sense? Well, I think that it does. And I think that you need to make productive use of that time in other ways. And I also think that you need to think of like when you were pregnant and if you were just sitting and being, did you think, oh, I'm not doing anything? Or did you think to yourself like, oh, I'm growing a baby and I'm like an amazing vessel. And like, <laughs> this is so cool. I wish like, I wish that I had known you whenever yeah. I was I was pregnant. But uh, no, I was definitely like. I had to do everything. I mean, yeah. yeah, I had to do everything. And and also okay. I was not I gained a bunch of weight. And I think that's also part of part of my stress about all this. I can't I've already gained like weight just from eating all the, the junk during that time period. And so now I can't get back to like, oh, I need to exercise to like burn it off. OK, but you, <laughs> when you say you've gained weight, you've gained like four pounds. I know. Like that's not. <laughs> she like, just rolled her eyes at me. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't roll my eyes. I was just like, wow, that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I know. More, I, know. I lost more weight <laughs> prepping for my colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I know you did. Yeah. I was there. So, so <laughs> like, you know, so I mean, I think you need to give yourself a little little grace there like that like yeah, you you can't work out like you did. Also, when you were pregnant, you you didn't exercise like you do now. And I also feel like I need to put out there when you were pregnant and doing everything, we were not married. That is not me <laughs> that she was true. referring to. <laughs> Good point. But and, and look, for, for, perhaps for you, the pregnancy analogy wasn't a good analogy. But where I was going with that is you have to realize, even if you're just sitting and resting, 
your brain is repairing itself right now. Your body is repairing itself. Your broken bone, your collarbone is repairing itself. That takes energy and that that's tiring. And that you've got to make sure that you allow your body to have the energy and the nutrition in order to do that as efficiently as possible, ultimately to accomplish your goal, which is to be back and healthy as soon as possible. And I think that you've got to, regarding the gigantic four pound weight gain. <laughs> I mean, I hardly recognize you, Crystal. She had to buy a whole new wardrobe. I was like, wardrobe. oh, who's that new girl? Who's that gigantic lady who's, who's now replacing Crystal? I just don't want to gain anymore. So look, kidding aside is that first of all, you you've got to be kinder to yourself and to your body and and you've got to work on some acceptance and i would really recommend working on when you have that negative self-talk you've heard me talk about how we all have like positive self-talk and negative self-talk we have a healthy self and an unhealthy self and i always think of it like the angel and the devil on our shoulders and when that unhealthy voice says mean things to you and makes a big deal about four pounds which like (laughs) Nobody else notices but you, Crystal. <laughs> when you hear that voice making a big deal about it, you've got to talk back to it because that unhealthy voice, when we don't talk back to it, it gets bigger and bigger and louder and louder. And so you've got to talk back to it and say, hey, my body is beautiful. My body is recovering. I love my body. I nurture my body. And what you need to do, you don't even have to believe it in the moment, but you've got to, I'd like three to five positive statements for every one negative statement, because that's how you reprogram your brain. And we tend to treat ourselves best and make the healthiest decisions when we love ourselves and are kind to ourselves. You're far more likely to pick a meal that you're going to feel good about when you love yourself as opposed to when you're beating yourself up. And I think the other thing regarding the food is you need to look at What's going on that I am, as you put it, eating junk food? And look, you know me, I don't like the word junk food because I like to view food in a much less judgmental way that, okay, I'm turning to comfort food right now. What's going on that I'm turning to comfort food? Am I feeling sad? Am I having PTSD? Like, so that you can talk through those emotions and either do it with a therapist or do it with people who are close to you and get the support so you can get through it. And then also to ask yourself, okay, what do I really want? Do I really want this food? And to ask yourself, how am I going to feel after I eat this food? Because some of those foods, like some, there are times where we go through phases in our life and certainly after an accident, we're like, right now I just need comfort food. Right now I need to feel full. Right now I need to feel grounded. And sometimes that's the right choice. Then there are other times where it's like, no, I want to feel light. I want to feel like I can run down the block if I needed to. Like I, I don't want to be feel bogged down by food. And sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. So I think asking yourself, what do I really want right now? Do I want salty? Do I want sweet? Do I want crunchy? Do I want soft, hot, cold? Like what is my body craving? And if you find that you're craving a lot of the foods that afterwards you don't feel as good, you want to ask yourself, okay, what's going on? Am I using food to comfort myself? How? What else can I do to achieve that that will help me feel better at the end of a meal as opposed to eating those foods or overeating? All right. Lots of homework there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you need four like positive. Sorry, I asked. You need four positive statements, or one for each pound you gained. <laughs> and then you need to be kind to your body. If you need any help with that, I'm, Tom is always ready. I'm like, ready to volunteer. Tom always talks about the goddess that you are, <laughs> and like how amazing and gorgeous and beautiful your body is. So you need to really get on Tom's team with all of this. That's a professional medical advice right, right there. That right. Is, she has written a prescription. <laughs> hey, maybe it's a prescription I can actually fill today. Yeah. <laughs> That's an off-air battle it we're totally having. It totally is. But, but, uh, you know what, Dr. you're not going to to fill that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we don't want to name any names because we would hate to embarrass CVS. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all that. Uh, until next time, where can we find you? You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I post my Peloton workouts on my Insta story. Sometimes I fall behind, but I try to post every day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Instructors in the news. So a few weeks back, we were teasing Robin Arzan about all the places at once. And this week, it is Allie Love's turn. She is everywhere uh, in order to promote the new Netflix show, Dance 100. We start off with the Today Show. <laughs> she was on the third hour of the Today Show. Yeah. Um, but it's a, like a five-minute segment. Well, she had a lot to share. Uh, she looks like she talked about being hit by a car as a child, mm -hmm. how that led her to dance after the doctor said she would never be an athlete. Are you going to start dancing? No. Oh, okay. But uh, the doctor didn't say I would never be an athlete. <laughs> well, that's good. Also, I'm not six feet tall and Barbie thin. Well, so. but I think there are lots of dancers that aren't six feet tall and Barbie thin, especially oh, anymore. No, I just meant I feel like she has other things going for her to be an athlete. In oh, general, gotcha. Not, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And she did it when she was young. It's yeah. too late for me. <laughs> I'll just be happy if I can get back to normal. But she also has a, a minor in theology from Fordham. And I think that's interesting. That feel I feel like th I didn't really know that. But yeah. it also kind of explains the the Sundays sun with love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. I, also like in all fairness, like makes me feel a little bit better about them. But that it's, it's not like, just. Oh, yeah. It's not just like here's something I think like she's actually like learned this stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I would agree with that. I also find it fascinating. Like I'm old enough to remember. Some of our older listeners will recall this. I remember on The Tonight Show, if he would have somebody on from like, I don't know, if he would have Ricardo Montalban on from Fantasy Island, he would say, Ricardo Montalban is on Fantasy Island, which airs Saturdays on a different network. Like yeah. He would never say the name of the network. And here's five minutes on NBC of them being like, check out this Netflix show. It's fascinating. I kind of wonder if it's a little bit of a dig at Disney. Like, because Dancing with the Stars is a huge show for Disney. And so, like, the voice has really undermined the success of American Idol. And I wonder if they kind of see it as, like, you know, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. It's like, okay, we don't have a dance show. So if we can get people to, like, Dance 100 instead of Dancing with the Stars, maybe it takes a notch out of their belt, you know? 
You never know. Oh, just a thought. It's always interesting to think about the way that some of these companies go. Yeah, the strategy behind it. Yeah. And uh, while we're on the Alley Love train, she... Wait, uh, you didn't, we didn't talk about her oh, new Peloton title, that uh, she is now the Global Lead of Instructor Strategic Initiative, that it wasn't a made-up title, and explained <laughs> that it means that she acts as an intermediary between the instructor team and partnering teams at Peloton. The instructor teams... And partnering team. What does that mean? Well, we don't know what partnering teams mean. Okay. So I so don't not know. Weird for not understanding. Not that. at all. Okay. I don't know if that means like, um, let's say the studio team, or is that maybe the corporate team or the marketing team? You know, like other other teams that could, in theory, partner with instructors. I don't know. We don't know. Gotcha. So well, watch this space. Yeah. Also, she posted on Instagram uh, about her Today Show appearance, which she was very excited about, and Dance 100 coming up on Friday. So it will drop the same day as this episode. You can get that if you have the Netflix. Yeah. Also, Netflix posted to YouTube a Get to Know Allie Love video where they just uh, pepper her with questions. Morning person or night owl, beer or wine, <laughs> like uh, this or that, beach or mountains, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's like you can, if you don't feel that you know her, you can be able to get to know her. And finally, in our Alley Love Roundup, she was featured uh, in Ebony Magazine. Wow. Yeah. So that's quite a, that's, that's a a lot of very high profile stuff for her. It is. Yeah. Congrats to Alley. Cody Rigsby has entered the ranks of Peloton instructor authors. (laughs) Yes, he has. I, uh, I, I said on Facebook, I was like. I have a book is the new instructor version of I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. Uh, I do. I do like the title. XOXO Cody, an opinionated homosexuals guide to self-love relationships and tactful pettiness. <laughs> I was not aware that you could be tactful while also being petty. Yeah, I failed at it. Mm. I'm, I got the petty part. Down. Oh, I got petty down in spades. Yes, yes. I'm really good at that. And while we're talking about Cody, he was featured in Canadian Business. Oh, yeah. interesting. Canadian Business. How, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, how Cody Rigsby went from struggling backup dancer to top Peloton coach. So here's what I find really interesting about this article is I feel like, and I could be mistaken, but if it's not the first, we certainly haven't seen a lot of instructor profiles in Canadian publications. I would agree. And so I I wonder if this is kind of uh, the the first indication of of Peloton really making inroads into the Canadian market from a public consciousness standpoint. I will also say that they may have done a lot of instructor stuff a few years back whenever or maybe more of a Peloton. They talked about Peloton right. in general, not so much the instructors yeah, a like few years ago. Yeah, like there was a, a whole rash of, of Peloton articles a few years ago, but it was more about here's what Peloton mm-hmm. is. They're coming into the Canadian market. Here's why they're important. Here's why you'll love it. This is the first time I really remember just like, here's an instructor. Yeah. And I feel like the importance of that it signals that this isn't a pr push for peloton per se like those earlier articles were this now feels more like a publication saying oh our research and data they're canadian maybe they say data uh shows us <laughs> that our readers one know who cody rigsby is two care yeah and so i just find that uh, very fascinating i think it is 
I like that you're paying attention, Tom. Every once in a while. Christine Diergolet had a, a post and mentioned in class supporting a gentleman who is writing the entire perimeter of the United States in order to raise awareness for SBP. Do we know what SBP is? No. So hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like spina bifida something. I don't know. I, I think it was like I, I looked it up and now I forgot it. I want to say it was like some sort of like bacterial something or other. Well, while you're looking, because uh, I can tell you're Googling, um, it's over 10,000 miles to do the perimeter of the United States. So that is quite, I mean, that's that's a ride. That's, that's a Saint ride. St. Bernard Parish. <laughs> I don't think that's no, it. No, that's it. Survivor Benefit Plan. Mm, I don't no. think that's it either. Oh, here here we go. School Breakfast Program. That's, that's, that's probably it. No. Oh, this has got to be it. He's raising awareness for the State Bank of Pakistan. I'm thinking no. Okay. Uh, this one might actually be it. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. I don't know. It says it's the inflection of acidic fluid in the absence of any intra-abdominal surgically treatable source of click here. Wow. So, you know what? I'll say this. Whatever it is that he's raising awareness for, it clearly needs to have awareness raised for it. Because it did not make the first search in Google. Yeah. And I do think it's probably the last one. But but um, but seriously, you see so many of these things where it's like it's ra- we're raising awareness for breast cancer. Mission accomplished. Right. 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 Like it's like now go try to solve it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or yeah. help the people who have it. Absolutely. Like it's the whole raising awareness thing a lot of times is kind of a scam where I'm just like, OK, whatever this is, it clearly needs awareness raised for it. So and well, they do have a website, SBP. I don't know that that's org. it because it says it's a not non on the thing you have on the screen. It says it's a nonprofit for that works to bring families home after natural disaster strikes. He's okay. a one man solo mission to bring 10 families home. OK, so it's not the thing I thought it was. No. OK, no. Well, you can find out more at uh, at his website, sbperimeter.org. And I think it's also cool that Christine will actually be joining him um, on the the ride from New York or the leg in New York in early August. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And Absolutely. he was um, and he's also a software engineer. I just say that because like he has like a day job while he's doing all of this. Yeah, like r- This is not easy. And riding the perimeter of the country like, man, that's. That's a lot. It's a massive undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also just thinking like all the different types of clothing you would need, right? Because along the northern border, it's going to be cold. Then you're going to, you know, when you're riding down through, you know, Texas and whatnot. So good luck to you, sir. Yes, definitely. There was an ad for Verizon's new Plus Play feature in the Oscars last week. And if you were looking closely, you would see Callie Gullickson. Well, good for people being all sharp-eyed because I don't think I would have seen this. Now, I do not watch commercials. That was fast. It was fast. If you watch it with the sound on, it makes more sense because it's like they're saying the same like three words over and over again. And they're in each snippet they're showing you from a different show or program features that one word. And so they're like, boom, 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 boom. And so... I think because of that, it doesn't feel as brief if you were actually watching it. Okay. If that makes any sense. It, it actually did yeah. make sense. So, uh, but yeah, that's cool to see. <laughs> it see is. See her popping up. Yeah. Congrats to Callie. That's pretty fun. 
Emma Lovewell spoke at South by Southwest this week for She Media and the Future of Health. Yeah, and I just have to say, we've actually talked about this like three times because yes. we talked about it a long time ago that it was going to happen. And then it got closer and it was everywhere. And then it happened. And now it has occurred. <laughs> now it has occurred. <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. If you've been wanting Toon Day's book, but you've been holding out, the book is called Speak, by the way. Uh, it will now be available in paperback. Congrats to Tune Day. And also there's going to be a, a big event on April 19th where she is going. It's like a year to the day that the book came out and it's going to be like a big celebration. And also she wants to hear from people like how you have incorporated what was in the book in your own life. And, and I thought that's a big moment in the life cycle of a book because I'm pretty sure not every hardback makes it to paperback so if you're looking to gauge if a if any of these books are working if some of them don't make it to paperback that's kind of your indication interesting jen sherman celebrated women's history month with her epic sing-along yes but it was special because all of the instructors you see on the screen there mm -hmm. they were all in the studio taking the class oh, that's together cool. that doesn't happen very often for Jen Sherman rides so I I was I really really love this um, Kristen McGee Callie Gullickson uh, Hannah Corbin and Kendall and Marcel all were in the actual class I just love that I think it's really cool Susie Chan had an Instagram post given some takeaways from her recent fitness over 40 panel yeah and I just love that because, you know, this whole being over 40, menopause, perimenopause, it's something that I feel really strongly about. And I've been educating myself a lot about it. And uh, apparently I am not alone. Susie feels the need to talk about it, too. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff people don't know. Yeah. And um, it's an under-researched area because most of the researchers historically have been boys. Exactly. So I really love that uh, Susie is outspoken about this as well. So. Although you would think... Most of those boys are married to girls and they'd be like, I got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah, I think. Never mind. I think I should not say a word about I that. I think I know what you're going to say. Mm. Robin spoke at the Uplift Conference. And it was in San Francisco. I don't really know much about this conference, but it was a bunch of creators. That's really all I knew. So gotcha. I thought that was interesting that uh, she was lumped into that. San Francisco either means creators or tech, but yep. she does both. I know, right? So right? It could be anything. She probably talked about Web3 while she was there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it like hit both, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And Didi Shaw spoke at Evray. Is that how you say that? I thought you spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, that's I spelt it right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was um, it was some kind of conference. And I know that she got to meet uh, Aaron Andrews. And that's really it was just like a bunch of sportsy people. Yeah, that's really all I know. I didn't look that much into that. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. <laughs> also, speaking of Aditi, she was celebrating South Asian excellence at the Oscars. That's the name of the event. Oh, it's not the do. Oscars. I mean, I think it's like a program in conjunction with the Oscars, because if it wasn't, my guess is the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences would sue the living out of them. Mm -hmm. So, no, I de definitely think it's like an official Oscars related well, program. They have all sorts of these kind of satellite programs for different 
elements. Well, I thought it was really cool, especially given that uh, the first Asian woman ever won this yes. year. That's really, really cool. And she's not Southeast, Southeast Asian, just to I be realized, clear, but still Asian. I realize. Yeah. I just I, trying to prevent you from getting yelled at on the interwebs. Yeah. But I uh, mean, nothing really prevents that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just thought that was really cool. It's just a, a connection, even if it's not the exact same connection. For sure. But uh, and that's a great movie. Oh, my God. That movie. Ugh, everything. It's very divisive, though. Like some people see it and they just it because it's it's funny because it it's almost like a Marvel movie in a lot of ways because it does multiverses and parallel worlds and it's very quirky. But uh, it's a blast. It is. I really enjoyed it. Jeffrey McEachern is doing a shakeout run in front of a Berlin marathon. Half marathon. Half marathon coming up <laughs> in April. Yes, and uh, you can go out and meet him, and you can do a pre-run stretch with him. I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Um, and it's on Saturday, April 1st. So if you're in the Berlin area and you want to do a shakeout run, that's where you got to go. Yep, definitely. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo. He has tips for people on how to eat if they need to increase their iron levels. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo here from MetPro, here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hey, Angelo, how's it going? Hey, guys, great to see you again. <laughs> it is great to see you again. And uh, one of our listeners needs some help from you. It's uh, Christine Burke. She says that she needs help with just eating in general. She has anemia and she cannot seem to get enough iron and protein. So I don't know if this is a medical question and we need to throw it out and move on to the next one. You just let me know that. <laughs> well, I think what we're going to do is the, the clear medical disclaimer. You know, there are some people that will reach out to me and say, my iron levels are a little low. What should I do? And then there are some people who are like on knocking on death's door anemic. So regardless, go to your medical professional because the, the, the circumstances are going to differ for each person. Make sure your doctor knows what's going on and if there is a more significant issue. What I'll do is I'll just speak to if somebody were to ask me, hey, my doctor's taking care of this, but he also recommended I look for foods higher in iron. What do you recommend? Let me give you kind of the general recommendations. So there, of course, there's iron and some people can do the research and they'll say that like dark leafy greens and things like that are healthy ways. My personal experience has been that when there's anemia related to, you know, dietary change, the biggest impact is actually having some meat. Now, that's not the only way you have to go. If you're a vegetarian, probably not going to take that route. And there's lots of supplementation, things like that. Again, talk with your doctor, but just doing a, you know, a few times a week, throwing in an extra lean ground beef patty can really make a difference just with ones that I have had. Um, not to go TMI here, but this is a bigger issue for sometimes for women if they are losing more blood on their cycle. That's mm -hmm. typically where I'm borderline anemic and this time of the month I'm dealing with additional fatigue. So, you know, what you might do is you might just incorporate certain times of the month. Hey, I'm gonna have a little bit of high iron foods here, red meat there, dark leafy greens I want you eating all the time, but usually that's not enough by itself. If you're not eating any dark leafy greens, start. <laughs> Another thing that just is worth talking about just on the overarching topic, again, talk to your doctor, everyone's circumstance varies, but 
sometimes people who have a propensity to not getting enough iron for their circumstance will all of a sudden start eating clean. They'll go on a meal plan that's a clean eating meal plan and it'll get worse and they'll wonder why. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons is because it's amazing how much iron they put into, for example, Lucky Charms cereal. <laughs> so what happens is a lot of the junk food is regulated by the FDA basically saying, you know, you have to fortify with vitamins, minerals and nutrients. And that's usually with a lot of the foods we would refer to as empty calories. You know, your cold cereals that aren't necessarily the healthiest, even your breads and your white, you know, carbs and things like that. So what sometimes happens is somebody will be eating a junk food source. We'll go with the, you know, Captain Crunch analogy. And they're not thinking this is giving me supplementary vitamins and iron. And then all of a sudden now they're eating clean and they're eating the broccoli and chicken breast and tofu and their vegetables and that's all great. But because they had a propensity towards being lower iron, all of a sudden the absence of some of those junk foods leaves a little bit of a delta, a gap that has to be addressed. And so that's where you can talk with your with your doctor about. Now where it gets a little bit more, a little bit more <laughs> hairy, talk to your doctor because Iron levels, pregnancy, things like that, that can be a, a very careful scenario. Talk to your doctor if that applies to you. Some vitamins are appropriate for um, pregnant nursing mothers. Some are not. And so, again, that's where you're going to need to get your own direction. Supplementing with heavy iron can be a little challenging as well because it can affect digestion. Constipation can take place. But all of these roads lead back to when if, if you're in the supplementary category, this is really a conversation with your doctor. If you're just wondering what foods are going to be higher in iron, then the stuff we've talked about can probably help. So I think my real takeaway from all this is that Fruity Pebbles are nutritious. <laughs> I knew you were going there, Tom. Yeah, that that's, that's, it explains why I used to be able to just stick refrigerator magnets right to my head. My iron levels were so high. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I, uh, are you going back to eating Fruity Pebbles again? Oh, my God. They're delicious. They are delicious. But I'm not letting you do it, Tom. Speaking We've of your, your TMI, if you eat more than two bowls... <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn your poop green. Okay. Don't ask me how I know. Uh, well, it's a complete conversation now. <laughs> so, real question: Will some of these newfangled meat substitutes, like an like an Impossible Burger, do they have iron in them? Oh, that is a good question. I don't I'm so know. surprised. <laughs> no, I, do, I don't know. I don't recall. We, you know, when they first came out, we did, of course, a whole bunch of research on them and a whole pros and cons. But that's been a few years now. Sure. I don't recall if they add iron in. That's a good one. We'll tell you what, we'll we'll look that up and maybe on a future recording, we'll report back what we found. That's giving you some idea. homework. Yeah. Some homework. Yeah. But what I can say is a lot of times we get asked about the veggie burgers and, and patties because there are more and more different brands out there. And so they're not all created equal. So it, one brand might contain it, right. another might and that goes with any ingredients. It might contain something that others don't. And 
manufacturers, food manufacturers change formulas from time to time. So the best thing to do is just occasionally, if there's something you is a main staple for you, just look on the back, look in the nutritional info. You can look at, in this case, iron levels, but any other ingredients that you may be on the lookout for or are trying to avoid. Okay. And on a yep. different note, I would recommend somewhere in time or a wicker man or number of the beast. If your iron maiden levels oh are low. Oh, those are, and there it is. Those are all wonderful <laughs> songs. So, so until uh. next time, if people would like. Angelo's like, I'm never coming back. Real nutritional <laughs> advice. Where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Pro.co slash TCO. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist collaboration features her. I love that they're going to make her story. <laughs> they are. I feel like this could devolve into an Abbott and Costello routine. It oh. features her. Who? Her. What? Yes. <laughs> it definitely oh, it features. Could. Yes. I love Roundabout. <laughs> no, not yes. Her. Yes, her. Yes, her. Arafat. Yes, a record out. No, her. Yes, her. Arafat was a woman. What? <laughs> No. Okay, my head hurts. Stop. <laughs> Third base. I give. Yeah. I give. <laughs> Wait, you're going to do a third base artist series? Oh. No, stop it. I'm leaving. <laughs> Peloton celebrity sightings. We mentioned previously that Emma Lovewell was at the at South by Southwest, which is in Austin, Texas, and if you're in Austin, Texas, you got to visit one of the Gaineses, right? So you have to go by Magnolia. Yeah. So she visited Joanna Gaines while she was there, and they were Joanna was very excited about it. She po they well they both posted on their Instagram. I think they were both excited about meeting the other. Yes, definitely. And uh, I would just like to say that um, past guest Clint Harp was also in these pictures uh, that were taken, and uh, Emma m met him in person as well. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. In case you missed it. Ross Rayburn is celebrating four years with Peloton. Oh, <laughs> love Ross Rayburn. He's the best. He was very nice. So nice. And so was his dog. Yes. Hattie. <laughs> also, in case you missed it, Mela Kind. What a kind. It's it, it, Well, it's confusing because her Instagram, it says kind, like, yeah. but it, her full last name is what a kind. Oh, okay. I think I have to say that every time we have a story about her. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Go no, ahead. You, no, we got to get it right. That's what you're here for. <laughs> I'm just here for dick jokes <laughs> and Abbott and Costello references. So, but uh, she is adding tread instructor to her list of duties at Peloton. Yep. So that means that she is the newest German tread instructor. So congratulations. I stopped myself because I was like, well, she's just the newest tread instructor, period. But also she happens to be German. Right. So it's both. The Saturday 60 collection went up last week and it's probably gone. Oh, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sweatshirt was gone in approximately, uh, ironically, 60 seconds. Yeah, I was like, they call it 60 because mm -hmm. that's how many seconds they will last. Yeah. And apparently it sold out even on the Canada site, which according to uh, Trish, says, she says that that never happens. Wow. Um, and it did happen this time. And uh, I am. Because it's warm clothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're finally like stuff we can wear. <laughs> <laughs> I am hopeful that my connection 
and I will work it out that I still get one of these sweatshirts. Fingers crossed. Yes. We should say it's not an Peloton. It's not an inside Peloton. Non Peloton connection. So no one gets (laughs) their knickers in a bunch. No, I knew it was going to go fast, and it did. Rebecca Kennedy has a tutorial on the Instagram for Turkish get-ups, which sounds like a ska band. It does. Yeah, I didn't know we needed a tutorial for these. Are these that hard? I don't know. Huh. I watched the tutorial. I couldn't figure out what she was doing. A but Turkish I've never get-up. I've never heard that those words in that order before. Turkish get-ups. Gotcha. I still feel like it's like, you know, coming up next Saturday at the pageant, it's real big fish with less than Jake and the Turkish get-ups. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if people are struggling with their Turkish getups, you know where to go get your tutorial. She does a lot of these, so that's super helpful. When you sent me this link to click on, I was worried at first when you were like, Rebecca Kennedy has Turkish getups, and I thought she was going to be in some sort of outfit, and she's not Turkish, and like it's going to be culturally inappropriate and i was like oh no rebecca kennedy's gonna get canceled because of her turkish getup." nope and then it turned out it's some sort of fitness move <laughs> so i learned something cool but Glad not you learned how to something. do it well maybe maybe next time peloton birthdays We've got three birthdays this week, or two and a half. One yeah. only kind of counts. So right. first is Marcel Dinkins. Happy birthday, Marcel. March 17th. And then also on March 17th, Peloton. Yep. Now, it's not the date of their founding, but it's the date of their incorporation as an official company. So, and you can hear us talk about that, I think, on this. 20, it's either 2014 or 2015 yeah, bonus. Think, yeah, I think it's this week's bonus episode on Patreon. But one of them, we kind of talk about why that is and how that's their official starting date even though it's not yeah and uh, also then on march 18th the aforementioned i guess pretty much anyone in this segment is going to be aforementioned uh jeffrey mckeechern yeah happy birthday to jeffrey yes jonathan yarwood and coming up after this we're going to talk to jonathan yarwood and he's also going to have some tips for you golfers out there so stick around checking in with the peloton community Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Jonathan Yarwood. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, Crystal. How are you doing? Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, we are so excited that you are here. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> so we should probably preface by saying that neither of us knows or enjoys anything about sports. And so I'm your perfect I'm your perfect yeah. guest. There. He's like, He's fastest, like, why am I here? Fastest a guest has ever stormed yeah. off. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in and out of here in a couple of minutes. Yeah. I normally do uh, I'm normally quite fated for sports uh, podcasts. But like you're like You're a big damn deal. You're, you're a big deal in the world of golf. I wouldn't say I'm a big deal in the world of golf, but I'm quite well known and I've been involved in the industry a long time and I'm a top one hundred teacher and a tour coach and stuff like that and had some reasonable success along the line. So yeah. Involved like, in the sport, so it's cool. That, that sounds like, a big, like deal. a big deal to Here, me. Here's how yeah. I judge big deals in worlds like this. Do you have a day job or do you just deal make money off golf? Is my day job. There you go. Twenty-five years. Yeah. Twenty-five years. Anytime you can work in a field like that and you don't have to do anything else on the side, then yeah. then you have made it, sir. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah, and it's also furnished me with some of the trappings of success as well. So I'm very grateful to it and always will be. For well, sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. So how did Peloton hop onto your radar and you decided to get it? 
I don't know. I stay in because in my career, I travel a lot. I've been around the world 14 times. I've coached players all over the world. I've coached on every continent and winners on seven tours around the world. So I travel a lot and I stay in some decent hotels and stuff along the way. And I've seen Pelotons in some nice hotel gyms and stuff. I try and stay in shape. Just to, I think it's important to stay in shape as being involved with athletes and sports and stuff like that. Even though I'm only a coach, I stand around telling people how good or bad they are. I think it's still important. But I saw a Peloton in a, a hotel. I think it was in Japan. I can never remember Japan or so I can't remember where it was. And then I saw a couple of ads when I got back to America. And I thought, oh, that looks cool. It's so funky. And they've got the big iPad and the hot people. Where you can look at them and go, oh, I wish I was Alex Toussaint. Or, oh, geez, I wish I was dating that girl there. It's got that, it's got that sort of deal going on, hasn't it? It's, and I just thought, oh, it's just so nice and so good. And I thought, oh, I need to get one of those things. So I got one and haven't looked back since, really. Jess King got me through the whole pandemic, to be honest. That's so amazing. I've got, to, I've got to thank Jess King very much. I'd like to meet her one day to say thank you very much. You travel all the time. You have to stop by the studio the next time you're in New York. I'm sure she would yeah, love yeah. to meet you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually based in New York for six months a year. I've got two Pelotons, weirdly. I've got one down down the south here where the nice weather is during the winter while you guys are freezing your buns off. And then I've got uh, another one up in New York where I live in the summer a little bit and I visit an Alpine Golf Club up there. So, yeah, I've got two Pelotons, weirdly. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you ever like... This year, whenever they made the changes to you had to use the QR code to log in, did that throw you for a loop whenever you went back and forth between your homes? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit it did, but it's all surmountable, isn't it? And when you get through all those little firewalls here and there, it's it's still pretty cool and a great privilege to have one of mine too. Yeah. But it's, it's a strange thing. It, you are part of a community is what I like about it. It's quite comforting in some ways. As you travel a lot, you get a little bit displaced because you're in constant different surroundings and in a state of flux a little bit. Yeah. And I would say there's a lot of people in the same boat in different businesses. And it's always nice to find some of this grounding and I find the Peloton thing very grounding. It's, it's like going into your little family or something and say, hey, Jess King, how are you doing? Or, hey, Hannah Corbin, who's my other good person <laughs> I go to. And, hey, Olivia Amato, hey, what's up? I rotate around those three and they're like my mates. I don't know them. And I suppose it's how people relate to me online. I'm very busy online and well-known online and with a reasonable following. And I suppose that's a kind of similar thing, really. So I'm kind of doing the same thing with someone else. And I suppose that's the world we live in nowadays, isn't it? It really is. For sure. Yeah. So since you travel so much, do you find yourself selecting hotels based on whether or not they have Pelotons? Or (laughs) have they become so commonplace now you don't have to worry about that? You don't have to worry too much. I think they're in a lot of places around the world now. And I've reduced my my traveling. I've had a long, long career, 25 years on on various tours. So I'm reducing it gradually. But yeah, I think they're becoming much more common and much more mainstream, which is great, isn't it? And they're helping so many people. Some of the, the one of the main things I love about them. I mean, a lot of my friends have got actual road bikes, and they're always saying, "Hey, come out on the road bike, come out there." I'm like, "No, I'm not doing that." A, it's freezing cold. B, it's blowing a gale. C, I might fall off and die. The great thing about the Peloton is it's in my own home at my own pace at my own speed in the air conditioning. And I can go, when I'm in the mood for it, I can go really hard one day on a 45-minute tank of a session. Or if I'm not feeling it, I can do a little 15-minute jog and and everything in between. And I'm not going to fall off. I'm not going to break my nose. And I can do it whenever I feel like doing it. It's, <laughs> that's the great thing about it, I think. So I'm curious, do you have the original bike or bike pluses or one of each? Well, or how I've does got that... one of each. Okay. <laughs> so how yeah, did... 
I've got the old one and the, and the kind of new one up in New York. So I was just curious how they feel differently because that's something that a lot of people talk about is that every bike is a little bit different. And yeah. they, especially if you have two that you own, that they might feel a little different from a difficulty. I suppose it's a little bit like car really, isn't it? I like, I'm into cars and I like Porsche cars in particular. I suppose it's like having a, like a, a 2020 Porsche and a 2022 Porsche they're still Porsches, but they're, they feel slightly different, even though they're from the same family, but they're still very much related. Yeah. I don't see that much difference, really. Obviously, there's more bells and whistles. You can move the screen and stuff like that on one of them, and you can't on the other one. But I think fundamentally, they do the same thing. And that's one of the things I really like about them as well. I, I'm into engineering, form and function, and the, the form's really quite beautiful, really. I've got it in one of my, uh, one of my offices here, and it's kind of part of my office furniture, really. I really like the look of it, and I think it's very futuristic. But how nice the engineering it is as well it moves so nicely as a piece of engineering it's very simple it's it, the wheels roll around without any drama and it's got the uh, the integration of the modern screen stuff like that it's just a cool little thing i think and people say hey they become a do they say like a, an expensive clothes horse or something mm-hmm. like that to some people but i don't see that the people i see who i know have got them i've got some friends in the community and they all use them oh. they don't just sit there as a clothes horse i think they're they're a really really cool modern way of working out and keeping fit and getting all those endorphins in your body and stuff like that and in your brain and, and keeping fit. But uh, I understand you don't even use one, Tom. You're like into tonal <laughs> or something, aren't you? What, what's what I, wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say I'm into tonal. I use the tonal. I, what, I, I, I what, hate what? sports. I hate working out. I hate all the things. And so I, it's just not my jam. Mate, who pays you? Who pays your wages, buddy? Got a, got a job. Actually, <laughs> this is a fan podcast, so that's like good, this, that's good, yeah, that's good, that's yeah, good, that's good. That's good. <laughs> no, mate, no, you've been, listen. You've turned to the dark side there. We've got to get you into the light. Um, I'll even loan you one of my pelotons if you'd like, and you can use it for free. Sounds like and, uh, a lot of Crystal, expensive Crystal shipping. will give you a bit of tutorial on it and stuff. Yeah, it'll all be good. <laughs> so I will say Peloton seems very popular in the world of golf. Like, it seems does. like lots of golfers have really mm. gravitated towards Peloton. Why do you think that is? Oh, it's very simple, really. I saw a thing the other day with Tiger Woods. He said, someone asked him what he would change in his career if he could go back. And his response was really interesting, I thought. He said, I would not run. What a response that is. I thought it'd be something really left field. It wasn't. Right. I wouldn't run as I wouldn't run as much is what he said. Huh. Because running, as we know, for a lot of people, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, can there's a lot of impact, there's a lot of joint impact and stuff, there's a lot of bum bum on your body. And I think one of the reasons golfers particularly gravitate towards it is because it's low impact. It's low impact, it's really good cardio. And I say, and I think the best thing about working out with this, it's actually fun. If you could do something that becomes fun, initially it wasn't fun to me. Initially I'm like, oh God, I've got to get, I've got to get back on the bloody Peloton. Oh my God, I'm starting to hate Jess King. And then after a while, as I say, it becomes very addictive. You get, I don't know, suppose you get really addicted to the endorphins and what have you. I've got my, Proudly wearing my Peloton 100 shirt, which I apparently can sell on eBay for quite a lot of money now because I'm not making them anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I got quite into it. I did 100 rides, I think, in three months during pandemic with Jess and became like a personal friend. I had a lot of conversations with her, but she didn't say a lot back. Wait, all 100 rides were with Jess? Those first hundred? Yeah, yeah, I had a little routine where me and Jess would do the bike every uh, every morning <laughs> and just kill it out. That's how I'd start my day. Wow. Uh, He's a while. It was kind of during the... 
yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a different point. I think. I think she's quite. I'm, no, I'm not thinking like that. I think she's quite happy with Sophia, and they really enjoy looking at their life. Sophia and and Jess, they, the fantastic people they seem to me. And it's so nice to see her have a baby the other day. And it's like I say, it's, it's such a weird thing because I'm vicariously looking at these people like they're my mates. Like, I'm, like it's a walking Facebook or something because I follow on Instagram as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I just had a baby. Well, a lovely little baby. Oh, beautiful. And then I think Sophia's having one now. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's, it's such a great thing, I think. I say I'm, I feel a part of it, even though I'm not. It's quite a, quite a weird thing, really. But uh, yeah, I like, as I say, I also like Hannah Corbin. I really enjoy being on the bike and watching Hannah and her moving me along and Olivia as well, Amato. And I think they're all, what I like about them all, as a coach, I look for how people interact with people as a coach, the interpersonal communication. It's not an easy job they've got in actual fact. We take it for granted. They stand on a bike, sit on a bike the other end, and they've probably done three or four classes that day. But they're in, A, they're incredibly engaging, incredibly fit, which I admire. But some of the messages they give across are really good as well. But that's one of the reasons I like Jess, actually, because she she says some really good things. I think she does a lot of therapy, a lot of work, a lot of personal growth work, which I like. And some of the things she says, it sometimes really hits home, especially when you're sweating your ass off and your BPMs are off the scale. It hits home even more, probably. It's, oh, yeah, I get that. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. I've got it. So <laughs> you get it on uh, quite a few different levels, actually, some days. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty rewarding thing. Just switching gears a little bit, you had mentioned in your email that you are a first generation immigrant what has that been like for you yeah uh, i don't look like a first generation immigrant when you mention immigrants you think i think something different to me obviously no disrespect to anyone but i literally am i came to america with a suitcase with two thousand dollars 26 years ago didn't know anyone, didn't know anything. Got a, I came to a decent job in, in, in my career and then I just built it up from there. I very proudly became a US citizen about eight years ago wow. and I visited Ellis Island two or three times to pay homage to you know the people before me. I'm very grateful to the United States for what it's done for me in my career and the opportunities it's afforded me. And yeah, it's... It, when I say it, I don't often say it, but when I do say it to people, I'm a first-generation immigrant, they're like, what? What do you mean? No, I literally am. Yeah. That's what I am. I'm the manifestation also, I think, on a low level, I'm not a billionaire or anything, but on a low level, I'm the manifestation of the American dream to some extent. I can sure. come to this country with nothing and and live a nice life and a decent life and make a contribution. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very grateful to America for what it's done for me, actually. Yeah. It's so, a pretty cool place, I think. I love American people. How how does that work? Do you have are you, do you have dual citizenship, or do they make you give up the other one? No, not really. They don't really make you give it up. I've got it as a birthright. I think I've met quite a few Americans actually have traced their birthright, and and got a, a passport through the trace of their oh. birthright. Their father might be a British or French or whatever. Oh, I can get a passport because my mum and dad were British and French, whatever. Okay. Um, so yeah, I kept it. And but my primary passport, wherever I go now, is my American passport, my little blue one with a little gold eagle on it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm quite happy with that. And then, uh, then God bless global entry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't. We don't go out of the country enough to do oh, that one. Oh, but okay. we, but the pre-check is like game changer. Game changer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pre-check, pre good, but global entry next level. Yeah, I've heard that. We haven't yeah, noted it. Yeah. But. If, yeah. if you go a lot internationally, global entry is an absolute must. And you also mentioned that like your life has been somewhat unusual. So exactly what's made it unusual? I feel like you've been a person who's just gotten to do a lot of really cool things. 
I have. I started from quite an impoverished background, actually. No one in my family played golf. No one in my family was involved in sport. We didn't have any money. We lived in the projects, all that sort of stuff, and climbed out of there. Really, I started playing golf by someone stealing a golf club from one of the, the one of the players we caddied for, and we used to share it between us on the soccer field. <laughs> and we dug a ho- we dug a hole in either end with a shovel, and we used to share it between twenty of us. And then I swapped my bicycle for that club, and I used to walk for like a year. But I had this golf club, so I could practice more on my own and sneak on the golf course then get kicked off by the ranger and yeah my start was pretty weird and then as I say I came to America with nothing and I ended up doing pretty well and meeting a lot of really good people and working with some great athletes which has showed me a world and a life that I would never envisage really most people probably wouldn't see other than the ultra wealthy I've flown around the world 14 times I've flown in private jets all over the place I've stayed in lovely places I've coach some amazing athletes who've won Olympic gold medals and they've won US Opens and they've won all sorts of stuff and been involved in the behind the scenes of sport is very interesting and and you also meet some amazing people from other genres and other walks of life because of that when you get into that atmosphere of a certain sport especially golf people seem to love golf and it transcends a lot of things and there's a lot of cross-pollination with golf so you meet a lot of actors you meet a lot of business people I know Bloody hell, probably 20 billionaires and famous people and been to a private show in of a private show with Hootie and the Blowfish and Tiger Woods and stuff like that. So just stuff that you just go, what? Sometimes I pinch myself. One day I might write a book, I think, and mm-hmm. people will think I made it up. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Golf is not an inexpensive undertaking, right? Like it's an expensive sport. And so mm. how do you go from that background to working at the level you do i would think that like normally people that achieve that they're almost immersed in that world from day one and coming to it late in life how did you develop that skill set so rapidly at a later age yeah i wasn't really late in life i started playing golf when i was 13 years old so i've been involved you could say but you still had limited access to it not in the same you're talking about getting run off courses and stuff yeah yeah, i wasn't a country club kid that is for sure i greatly uh, even now to this day i greatly appreciate some of the privileges that people take for granted even to this day i'm sponsored by amazing brands like titleist and FootJoy and things like that and even when they send me stuff i still have to pinch myself i remember once i couldn't afford a, a titleist golf bag and my mother spray painted the logo on a golf bag for me she made a little stencil so i can Aww. have one but so there's there's some amazing little things there but yeah it's it, it, yeah it's an interesting little journey and quite an unusual journey and i'm not the regular nine to five working in an insurance kind of thing and there's some obviously there's some insecurity involved in it that most people would find difficult there's some lack of stability a little bit as with most people who travel around a little bit you're not hanging out with down the pub with your mates every saturday because you might not be there every saturday there's a lot of different parts of the wheel that is for sure you mentioned the shoes earlier tell us the story of the shoes that are behind you i want to hear more about oh, yeah, this. those shoes <laughs> yeah that's so yeah, they're, cool they're, yeah yeah i had a boyhood hero if you don't play golf you probably won't get it but there's a guy called Sevi ballesteros who won the masters and he was like a trailblazing european player everyone looked up to in europe and uh, he was my hero and uh, again another weird thing i ended up helping him in a lesson that one of my friends was giving him in america and then i ended up helping him on my own and then he left his shoes behind and uh, and my i said oh geez what we're going to do with these and robert's the coach the other guy i said oh rob what we're going to do with these mate this semi's left his shoes and he's like i don't know i'll ring him up so he rang him up in those days you probably had to put a bloody actually properly ring him up like this probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so he's literally he's rang him up he said, oh, Sammy, you left your shoes do you want them he goes oh no you, you keep them 
you keep them. He says it in Spanish. I can't do it, but he's such a cool guy. And my uh, my mate said, oh, yeah, he said we can keep him. He said, oh, I want you to have them because I know how much you love him. So I've had Aww. him ever since. <laughs> That's so cool. I've, I've now got his golf bag and I've got a few other bits and pieces and I'm in touch with his son, actually. He's, he's obviously Seve passed away, unfortunately, because of brain cancer and stuff. And <sighs> uh, it was rather tragic. But yeah, I'm in touch with his son a little bit. He's an amazing little kid and I don't know him, but I've kind of talked to him a little bit on Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, again, part of that strange little journey I've had. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What a neat story. Yeah. Definitely not been mainstream, that is for sure. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so but back, but back to Peloton, which is the important thing and the reason why we're here. How often do you do, Crystal? That's my big question to you, my friend. What's the deal? How often are you on it? Okay, so you have to know that I just had a crazy accident a couple weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yesterday, I was right. out running on the road and I got hit by a car. No, you did not. I yeah. did. That's actually did. why we were a little bit late for Because I was at physical therapy. She was at physical therapy. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, like you could still see the great... If you look really close, you can see oh the, my the knot on her head and the bruising that's, on her eye. Oh yeah. my goodness! That's really all that's left that you can see easily. But wow! Yeah, I had some. I have some really bad road rash scars on my back and stuff too. But okay, so before that, I had been training for doing a twenty-one miler in Big Sur. I've been very focused on running, so I haven't been biking as much. So I've only been I've only been biking like here and there every few weeks. But she has a tread. But I do have a tread. I have right, a Peloton tread. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the original Peloton Tread Plus, and oh. I was doing a lot of running on that prior to getting hit. Now I'm just yeah. like, I can't wait to, now I'm like, I get to do outdoor walks <laughs> in my neighborhood because yeah. I don't know Jeez. that I'll ever walk on a road Jeez. again. <laughs> wow. See, that's another reason why I stay inside, as I said at the start there. There's I, a lot of danger out there, more than you think. And uh, I actually just, I just got one of my cars serviced and I walked about a mile to the dealership. It's only just down the road. And I was walking on the side of the highway and I, like, I've never been so scared in my life. Yeah, These things, uh, you get one of those F one fifties going past you at sixty, yeah. and you uh, and it's two meters away from you. You think, okay, two meters, I'm literally in bits and I'm dead. So yeah. it makes you realize how vulnerable you are. Number one, and it's, it's a dangerous place out there if you're not careful. Which is why I don't go and do a lot of exercise outside. I stay in the gym or I stay on my peloton, and that's it. Yeah, blame you. And I don't know that I'll ever do a lot of sport like on a on an open road. I had been in a, on a sidewalk and going through a crosswalk when I got hit. I it was just a crazy thing. It was just a new somebody, driver. Yeah, teenage girl not paying attention. Yeah, took her wow. out making a left. Yeah. The amount of people in America who are on their phones while they're driving is unbelievable. Yeah. Like it's very strict very strict in, in where I'm from in England originally. When I go back there, if you get caught on your phone, it's like a thousand pound fine or something ridiculous and you're banned from driving or something. It's very, oh, wow. very strict. Wow. It's not I don't think it's quite I don't think you're gonna be banned, but the fine's massive. And it should be a little bit more like that in America. The amount of times I drive down the highways going pretty quickly and I'm someone's in the left hand lane and they're just meandering down there at yeah. 75 and there's 7,000 people behind them and the, you get near them and you go you look over and they go they're on Instagram. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not even it's an like, uncommon thing to see anymore. It's not. Yeah. It's you know, not. It's you know, crazy. You know, it's madness. So, yeah, someone should do something about it. I think driver's ed early on should be part of the deal. I think also they should be maybe coming out with some laws against it. I know there's a few places like, oh, don't get on your cell phone. You can't be on your cell phone and stuff like that. But it's not very, it doesn't seem to be very well enforced from what I've seen. And yeah, it seems like it, it only gets enforced if there's an accident and they can prove you were on your phone. Yeah, but you don't yeah. see people getting pulled over for being on their
their phone the same way they yeah. get pulled over for not having a seatbelt on or something. Yeah, and yeah, it's as dangerous as drugs. It's as dangerous as drink. It's just as distracting. You're driving, you're driving a machine, aren't you? And it's just as distracting. So you're obviously a victim of that. I'm sorry about that for you. But I'm, what's, what's going to happen? Are you going to be okay, do you think? Or? I am, yeah. I have a concussion I'm still dealing with and I have a broken clavicle. So it's almost healed. It's it Like I said, three weeks ago. So they said about six weeks that that's, that should be healed. And then my knee is a little bit tweaked. But besides that... Your ear? Oh, yeah. My ear was like... I had 20 stitches to put my ear back together. Bloody <laughs> hell. Yeah. My goodness. Was, Keep your hair long. Then no one will notice. Yeah. You really can't <laughs> see it unless, unless I have my hair back. But I feel very fortunate. I was telling Tom on the way back here because like they had me in physical therapy jumping over those little ladders on the ground tonight. And it was like crazy how hard it was to jump over a tiny little tube. It's like yeah. a psychological My brain was thing, like, no, like, we don't want to do this. Yeah. So that was that was hard. But yeah, um, you, go in, you go into protection mode when you have an injury, your body physically and mentally goes in protection mode. So you don't want to do any physical activity, do you? Especially like clavicle is a really bad injury for a golfer, for example. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. If that would be a disaster, it's really difficult because there's so much emphasis and stress on your shoulders and stuff in golf. That would not be a good injury to have for a golfer. Is that something a golfer could come back from or would that be career ending for a golfer? It wouldn't be. No, nowadays, the medical side of the world is amazing, especially for athletes. You look at someone like Tiger Woods who had a car crash where he nearly lost his leg, literally, and he's been rebuilt. He's like the bionic man, that guy now. And, <laughs> yeah, I was surprised uh, you know, when you said his answer was he wouldn't run. I'd be like, how about yeah. get a chauffeur? that's a good point that's a a very good point yeah that's actually a very good point yeah no yeah so the medical industry nowadays is so advanced and these obviously all athletes in all sports just get access to the best of the best and you can basically rebuild anything nowadays really but you know there's always a cost to it. You look at Tiger at the moment, he doesn't move like he used to. He can't walk around the course like he used to, so he's limiting his schedule. If he could walk around, which he can't very well, despite being rebuilt, he would still see Tiger Woods play nicely. He still swings nicely. He just literally can't walk around is the problem because his right leg is so withered. His calf is so withered. It's basically just when you see him with shorts on, his right leg just looks like a bone with a little bit of tissue on the back really oh wow and he's obviously got plates and stuff and all sorts down in his leg and things he's uh, an amazing person just to be able to compete and want to compete it's just yeah, it's, it's a pretty pretty tough deal, that one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Going back to Peloton, do you want to share your leaderboard name with everyone if they want to follow oh, my, you? Yeah, yeah, my name is Brit2Brit, B-R-I-T, and then the number two, U-S-A. I love it. Um, that's, my, that's my handle on Peloton. And do you feel like, would you say that Jess King is your favorite instructor then? Am I guessing correctly? Or do you I think... Like, yeah, I really like Jess King, but then I rotate around. Jess King's busy, obviously, having, having a baby and stuff at the moment. But uh, yeah, I... Um... I uh, rotate around Jess and Hannah and Olivia, actually, are my three go-tos. I had a, I was uh, on it this morning, actually, in, in a little session with Olivia, so it's all good. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't do Alex Tasson. He's just too hardcore for me. <laughs> Mate, I'm literally not fit enough. He frightens me. He's literally, like... I need to build up to it. I've only been doing it for three years. I need to like have another four years before I can take an Alex class. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I never, I took some of his classes whenever as a bike instructor, but since I've, he started doing the tread instruction, I haven't taken any of his running classes because everyone says how hard they are. They're so fast. Oh, and so I haven't done any of them. He's a super athlete, isn't he? Absolutely. You look at him, he's he's, he's, he's a proper specimen of an athlete, of a man, isn't he? And he's, 
really easy to him is to me is really difficult i i kind of tread carefully with alex unfortunately <laughs> I know he's, he's a brilliant instructor a brilliant guy an amazing person obviously but i definitely tread carefully but the people who i meet who don't do peloton they ask me newbies and stuff ask me about it what would you do how do you approach it etc um, and my answer to those people, the newbies, would be to just take it steady, take it slowly. I think it's one of those things where you can, it's like, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, let's say. And you like starve yourself for a week and then you like run and do everything. And then you get so hungry, you start eating again and, you know, it doesn't work. Rather than just gently taking stuff off, gently reducing calories, gently starting to work out. It's the same thing with Peloton, I think, you know. To start with, if you've never done it before and you've been sat on the couch for a few years and you put a few pounds on and you've drank a lot of wine and stuff, and five minutes to start with sounds ridiculous, but five minutes is actually a reasonable little thing if you've never done it, I'll tell you. And then you just go, okay, now I'm going to do a 10-minute class. Okay, now I'm going to do a 15-minute class for a few days. Okay, now I'm going to do a 20-minute class for a few days. And just gradually build it up. And don't put any guilt on yourself if you don't achieve that or don't put any guilt on yourself if you don't do it and you've got your little dots every day that you've done it just be realistic and just gradually build it up and if you do it like that i think eventually you get quite addicted to it, it becomes part of your life and it becomes a lifestyle is what you're trying to get not a trauma not a drama not a oh god i've got to drag myself to the peloton as it was for me when i was oh no i'm looking forward to that i'm gonna start my day doing that i sit on peloton i look at youtube i've got some youtube go-to's i'll get my phone on it i've got a little stand up that you can buy on the internet and i stand my phone on this little stand and i watch two or three youtube car shows and things like that and that occupies me while jess king or hannah or olivia's like giving me grief and then i go from there really it's so it passes time quite nicely actually wow that's really cool great advice yes, great advice absolutely. i love that and i'm just yeah. curious for we i'm sure we probably somewhere out there have listeners that are golfers yeah is there a simple golf tip that's a universal thing you can throw out to the masses on my social media i've got about thirty thousand on twitter and instagram and i'm verified on both so i do a lot of tips there <laughs> almost every day actually but the biggest thing i come across which is the biggest load of rubbish is <laughs> in golf is uh, everyone gets told to keep their heads still, which is absolutely the worst thing you can try and do. Really? It's total rubbish. If you get a bad shot, it's not because you've lifted your head up, even though your husband might tell you or whoever might tell you. It's absolute rubbish. What happens is in in, in golf nowadays, I know as non-golfers, you probably think it's an old-fashioned sport played by old guys with plaid trousers. <laughs> but it's not like that at all nowadays. It's I use a lot of sophisticated equipment. I, I use a thing called a TrackMan, which is a $30,000 device, which measures where the ball goes and what the club head's doing. And I use force plates, which are you could use in a laboratory, which are 50 grand, and they show you where pressure and mass and forces are. And they get and then high-speed video. Video and things like that. I do a lot of online coaching as well with people in 48 different countries send me their swings and stuff wow. like that. So what we've been able to ascertain from that and all the data and all the modern approach and the modern equipment is how it all works, what it actually works. There's no guesswork involved in it anymore. So a lot of them keep your head still, swing slowly, take it low and slow. We've actually disproved them with technology and we've disproved them with a more robust approach. Like I can show you, for example, Tiger Woods swing or Rory McIlroy swing in 3D in real time <clears throat> and we can measure 250 different data points of his swing 
to show you the facts of what's going on That's in swing crazy. rather than just guessing. Yeah. Wow. So it really is a pretty advanced sport nowadays, especially at my level and also at club level. You can go in New York and go to the Peloton studios, but you can also go and have a go in one of the five iron golf or something like that, which has got a lot of this technology in or connect golf or whatever in the city. Or There's loads of these places springing up all over the place that are using a lot of modern technology. My biggest thing would be, as I said at the start, just that's a long-winded answer, but <laughs> is, uh, yeah, don't try and keep your head still. Let your head move from the right to the left. It moves up and down. We know it moves about nine inches in a golf swing for most players. Really? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you'll be able to then articulate your body better. And if you can articulate your body better, you're going to start hitting down on the ball a little bit better and you'll be much better off. But if you hit a bad one, don't let anyone tell you you lifted your head up because that is absolute rubbish. Look at that. That's oh, good to know. That's I've, from the source right yeah, there. <laughs> I played golf one time in my life. My dad took me golfing when I was like 13. And <laughs> the thing I learned that day about golf that I've never forgotten is I don't know if you know this. There's a maximum number of strokes per hole. Did you know? That? Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's if you play big golf with your buddies. Yeah, that's where they're yeah. like, oh, you need to move along pick now, up, son. Yeah, that's, and I say, thank God, there's a maximum number of strokes per hole. You'd still be there. I'd still be there. Yeah, I would say whenever people say to you, look, Tom, just do, you just do the putting. Yeah, you, you suck. Yeah, right? so they wouldn't even let me do that. They were finally no. just keep score. Yeah, just, but I tell you, if people want to experience experience golf there's this amazing thing that's all over the country now all over the europe and america called top golf yeah yes. we have one of those here um, now yeah yeah well, it's pretty much bowling meets golf for right? sure that's so the exact same thing it's a fun night out it's great food it's a great atmosphere it gets real i love stuff like that because it throws off the stuffy image of the sport do anything to throw off the stuffy image of the sport and it introduces people who would never play normally. I see women there in high heels and dresses having a go and kids who have never played and old grannies are giving it a whack. And I love seeing that. You know, those sort of places, you want to hop onto those and go. They're very popular. Jeez, there's a four-minute, four-hour wait for the one in Charleston every time I go up there. Yeah, ours is the you same. Know, yeah, so it's an amazing little thing. It's doing really well, which I'm so pleased. But it's really introduced a lot of people to the game. Go along to Top Golf and get one of the coaches there to give you a little two-minute little tutorial or something and go and Whack some balls, drink some beer, have some wings, and enjoy yourself. That's the what it's all about. If you've ever been to a top you have to go on for about a week after the wings. <laughs> if you've ever been to a top golf and you're like, how the hell did a club get out there on the field? That was me. That's You've your, been that, there. Went that to that off. She might have seen that on Instagram, Tom. I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was you, but obviously it is. It's you're like the phantom club thrower. I have no... It's not out of anger. I'm just bad. It just went flying. No I coordination. Just, well, yeah. Okay, well, what you can do, you can, send, you can film your swing on your phone and send it to me and I'll give you a free online lesson to get you going. How's that? That was a gentle, that was a little plug for my online lesson service. Let's give a real plug <laughs> yeah, before we let you go. Absolutely. Let them know where they can find you and all your stuff. Oh, well, yeah, I'm very active on social media. I say I'm verified on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Jonathan Yarwood, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N Yarwood, Y-A-R-W-O-D, Yarwood. So I do a lot of stuff on both those things and give away loads of free content and free stuff and engage with people in the community and stuff. I say I teach people in 48 different countries now on, online, so it's, uh, it's quite an, an up-and-coming thing. So if I can help you, tune in. If not, just have a look and follow along. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us today. This was a lot Pleasure. of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so and much. One, one last little thing before I go. Absolutely. My little wish that you guys need to do for me for doing this podcast for you with no fee is you got to get me a little, you got to get me to meet Jess King in the, and do a ride <laughs> and do a ride in the New York studio because I've stood outside it. I've been inside it. 
but I need to go and do one of the classes. Okay, you, in all seriousness, yeah, let's connect on, on Twitter I, or on email, and I will help you. I will walk you through the process, and we will get you. Yeah, like get, she can't pull any strings, I but cannot, she can definitely cannot, give you tips that will increase your likelihood right. yes. greatly. Yes, I okay. can do that. Well, she's very good at That's that. All good. Yes, yeah. That's absolutely. All, good. Yes. all right, guys. Oh, thank Pleasure you so to much. Be on your show. Yeah. Thank, thank you for your time. It. We yeah. really appreciate it. All right, no problem. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip L. Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep Keep pedaling and running and rowing and bitching about CBS. <laughs>